The Chicago Bulls get a thrilling overtime victory against the Milwaukee Bucks last night in a game that the team showed the heart, determination, the grit, the focus, especially in the third and fourth quarters that we've been waiting to see from this team since the season began consistently. Can the Bulls make this a consistent part of their level of play? We'll be breaking all that down, talking about that, plus things I'd like to see the Bulls commit to as the season goes forward and if they can finally turn the season around. We're going to get to all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. The Chicago Bulls got this victory against the Milwaukee Bucks because of nothing else than them playing with heart. Going on a 13-2 run to end the fourth quarter to push overtime and then to win that overtime period in the manner in which they did. Yes, it came by DeMar DeRozan getting fired up after Grayson Allen pushed him and just making that determination at that point that I'm going to put the back the team on my back and we're about to win this game. The the showboating and 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 crap talking from Bobby Portis and Carter and all that down the stretch of this game motivated the Chicago Bulls in a way in a fourth quarter where they were down big time that we haven't seen very much of this season. And that was the key difference in this team is that it seemed like not only did some of the shit talking from Bobby Portis and others really motivate this team to wake the hell up, but this team came in and defaulted back and ran the game plan. We got big contributions from Iota Sumu, big buckets from him, Vooch, Patrick Williams at times, even though Patrick Williams didn't have the best scoring game. We got all those things from a team that we needed to see it from. Zach Levine chipping in 22 points as well, 24 points, I should say, as well. Yeah, he did it on 8 of 18 shooting. We need to see that shooting percentage get better, but it was four, he was 4 for 7 from 3-point range, and we needed every single one of those threes. Zach Levine hitting 4 of our of the team's total 9 3-pointers in this game. He also chipped in 4 assists, 2 rebounds, and only 1 turnover from Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan in this game, only one turnover, no personal fouls, 42 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, two steals, and two blocks from DeMar DeRozan, who stepped up his game big time as well. Patrick Williams, even though on the, if you're just looking at the box score, you may not understand it, played some really solid defense in this time and did his, his part in his job of forcing Giannis to not necessarily shoot the best percentages. Giannis going 17 of 39, but still getting 45 points in a losing effort by the Milwaukee Bucks. The Chicago Bulls team that we saw last night is the team that we need to say. And on the post-game show live last night, I did say it's as simple as this, right? And that needs and this needs to be the mantra of the team is that heart will do what skill sometimes won't do, right? And that means when you play with that level of heart, when you play with that level of focus, you're going to, to be able to reach higher heights than maybe sometimes your skill level would determine that you do. And while the Bulls do have tons of skill on this team, they do not have a generational player. They do not have a top five talent in the NBA. So this team needs to fight with the heart they did last night consistent. When you go into games like against the Rockets and say you overlook them or look past them, that's idiotic for a team that is still four games below 500, though winners of four of their last five games. Now, the Chicago Bulls have... I've said it before, the first part of January is a tough schedule for them, but they have one of what at least is supposed to be on paper one of the easier matchups in that in that series against Detroit coming up on Friday. And hopefully the Chicago Bulls come into that game with that focus and just do the job and play with that level of heart and put the Detroit Pistons away and then go ahead and take half the third quarter and the fourth quarters off. But, you know, we'll get to that when, when it's time to get to that. We'll preview that when it's time to get to it. 
this game, DeMar DeRozan's 42 points were excellent. I, I posted it over on the shorts on this channel as well if you're watching on the YouTube side of just how DeMar got those points. And it's, it, was, it was efficient. It was fun. It was, it was a level of confidence from DeMar DeRozan that this Bulls team needed at that juncture, right? Zach Levine, again, not having the best night. But not having a bad night by any stretch of the imagination. Zach Levine even doing some things defensively. Even sometimes getting rotated on bigger players like Bobby Portis. And actually forcing Bobby Portis into a bad shot or to pass the ball. Zach Levine had a solid defensive night last night. And a solid offensive night. He gets a pass for this. Well, not a pass. He earned the right for me to say that he had a pretty good game last night. There are things in this game and times where... The, the, the old Bulls, right, and how this season has gone, I'll tell you what, when the Bulls were down in the fourth quarter by, I think, as much as six at one point, even when they started their run back, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it kind of is what it is. And then with one sec, 1.4 seconds left on the clock, the Bulls, like, they, they try to inbound the ball to DeMar DeRozan. He can't get a hand on it. And then for a second there, they left that time on the clock, and it seemed like the Milwaukee Bucks were going to get the possession back. And I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to lose another game on, on, on some wild call and a wild shot. But luckily, the refs overturned that. They fixed that. The Bulls end up going into overtime in an overtime period in which they looked really good in. This is the Chicago Bulls team that we need. This is the way that this team needs to play. And if the Bulls do get to realizing that this is the level of play they need to commit to every single night, regardless of the opponent, we can turn this season around. Again, we did all this in this game as well. Kobe White going down in this game with a leg injury. We don't have an update yet on that, on what that timeline looks like for a return. As soon as we do, I'll get another video out for you guys. We'll discuss it. But Kobe White going down in this game. Not having Alex Caruso in this game. Javante Green came back in this game, and he played some really good defense in stretches as well. And we're still missing Derrick Jones Jr. If this team, once those players come back, and God forbid whenever Lonzo is able to come back, they, can, they realize that this is the level of heart you need to, this is the standard. The way that you played in the third, fourth, and overtime periods in this game, you have to find a way to bottle that up and make this part of your culture, make this part of your identity. This Bulls team that it can be this team that plays with heart and plays tough is a, is a team that I'm guaranteeing you a lot of teams aren't going to want to see. But can they do it? That is the biggest question. That's one of the biggest question marks surrounding this team in general. It's like we see so many flashes of things, and then every time after we see those flashes, we come back and say, is this where the Bulls turn it around? Is this the turning point for the Chicago Bulls? Like I said, Bulls winning four of their last five games. So, but they still lost five out of their last nine. So, I mean, it, it really depends on the mindset that you want to have and what they show us. Like, again, how they play against Detroit, even though Detroit's a, a team that isn't good and just got into a, a brawl themselves, it's going to be a big part in telling us, is this team now a team that realizes how serious they have to take these matchups? We have two more games left at home this week, Friday and Saturday, when we face Detroit and Cleveland, and then we go, go to Cleveland on Monday for a home-and-home. Home. This Bulls team is on the precipice of possibly turning the season around. But they can't take it lightly. They can't assume it's going to happen to you, and it can't come by taking teams lightly at all. So can the Chicago Bulls team do that? It remains to be seen. And hopefully they will. Hopefully it is something that we start seeing from this team. But I do want to talk about some of the things that I do want to see from this team going forward. And one of those things is this. This Bulls team needs to find a way to be better from the three-point line. Zach Levine is the only player on this team that's average, that's attempting at least five three-pointers a game. Now, some would say Zach probably doesn't need to attempt that with the way that he shot the season, and I can understand that. Kobe White's next up. 
with four and a seven three-point attempts per game. Vucevic, Goran, and Alex Caruso have all taken less shots than what they did in, in, in periods of their career since they've been in Chicago. And the only player that's really shown an increase or development in, in their three-point shooting is Patrick Williams. But it really does seem like Patrick Williams is on a shot limit by the coaching staff. And when you look at the way that he's coached and the way that he's using the offense, you can tell that there's something going on there with the way that the coaches have him standing at the three-point line and the way they run their offense. But this team, as long as it keeps being kind of adverse to taking heavy threes, it's going to be continue to be a concern um, with, with this team and the level of play and how they compete in the modern-day NBA. Now, again, it's not all about three-point shooting. I don't want to make it just about this. This team has been, and even last night, was a really good team without taking tons of threes. They took 22 three-pointers. They hit nine of those. 40% of their threes they hit. The Milwaukee Bucks on the other side of that took 44 three-pointers, and they hit that same nine three-pointers for 20%. So, you know, there's there's something to be said about taking three-pointers at the right time. Um, but I do think this team needs to, this needs team needs to take more threes, and I do think that that helps with the four spacing. That helps Demar do his thing. It also can help Vooch be down low. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to twenty five thousand dollars, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props. And odds boost. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. A little bit more if we have better three-point shooting out on the perimeter, and that is why one of the focuses of many Bulls fans that they talk about what this team needs to do at the trade deadline is add some shooting and some size. The same thing that AK told us that he wanted to do in the offseason and then proceeded not to really do in the way that he mentioned. But even more concerning, and something that Reardon said in this game against the Milwaukee Bucks, is the rebounding. The Bulls gave up 22 offensive rebounds to the Milwaukee Bucks. Pat, pat the designer pause, albeit. Um, and at the same time, they only got eight offensive rebounds themselves. Right now, and this is a huge concern with the Chicago Bulls, the Bulls rank 29th in second chance points. It's almost dead last in the NBA. They're 26 in rebounds, both total and offensive rebounds. They rank 26th in the NBA. We're 21st in points in the paint. That's a concern as well. So points in the paint, add that to it. And then the Chicago Bulls are also 13th in fast break points, which is not bad. But imagine what we can do if we rebounded the ball better. But specifically, I want to focus on the offensive rebound. When you look at how important offensive rebounding is to the NBA as far as getting second chance points, getting times to reset the offense, things like that. And one of the concerns that we talked about last night in the postgame show is how the Chicago Bulls almost just by the nature of how the team runs, they don't even really attempt offensive rebounds. We saw one play last night in which Io DeSumo followed his shot and got an easy lay at the bucket. But we don't see that very often for the Chicago Bulls team. And I understand why they do it, right? We can identify it. One of the reasons that the Bulls don't fight heavily for offensive rebounds because they don't have the best one-on-one defenders. So Billy Donovan has his players, once the shot goes up, basically go down there to set up the defense and to be set there to avoid fast break points from the other team. But 
as we look for this team to continue involving things that they can do to really kind of improve this season, the three-point shooting is definitely something that I would like for them to focus on, but rebounding. Not just offensive. I focus here on offensive rebounds because it is such a glaring thing if you just watch Chicago Bulls basketball, how they really don't even attempt for offensive rebounds. But the rebounding overall needs some help. And Drummond and Vooch, to their credit, they do their part. And in games where we have rebounded as a team, now again, when you play small, that is something that could could cause the issues in that is that you're just over you're you're undersized you're outsized by most of these teams in the nba especially teams like the milwaukee bucks that run a more traditional lineup but the bulls have to find a way to get more into those offensive rebounding battles because that is going to make the the offense easier for the chicago bulls being ranked 29th in second chance points and 26th in offenses offensive and total rebounds is not going to cut it and it does play a part into the struggles we've seen from the Chicago Bulls team thus far into the season. Can they improve that? And some would say, well, do they have the roster to do that? Do they have the roster to really improve it? And here's what I'll say. Patrick Williams' rebounding rate isn't bad, right? It isn't bad at all. He's not usually in positions to be a heavy rebounder, and that's why even some of the the, the mindset of, well, add size. Unless Billy Donovan is also changing the offense by and, and adding size, it's going to be really hard for us to all of a sudden flip the switch even with more size to be a better offensive rebounding team because of the nature that the way Billy Donovan runs his offense, as long as DeMar DeRozan especially is on the court, is the four is in the corner a lot. The, the four, the power four position is out on the perimeter a lot to allow more space for DeMar DeRozan to operate. So it does have to come also with wholesale changes in the game plan by Billy Donovan, and it's kind of hard to implement those during a season, those are some things that you kind of have to work on and changing in the offseason and training camp, but not to say that the Bulls still can't grab that bull by the horns in some ways and correct what needs to happen with the offensive rebounding on this team. Seeing the Bucks rebound the ball offensively like they did just made it even more glaring how they were able to really hold on to the lead at times and really kind of demoralize the Chicago Bulls and just outwork them on that offensive glass. And it would be nice to have that here on this team as well, because if we can get to that point, you're looking at a you're looking at a at, a, at an offense that then is going to get easier buckets. That even when, and the, one of the benefits as well of offensive rebounding, the defenders typically are going for the defensive rebound as well. So if you can get the offensive rebound, it allows for kickouts to the perimeter, which then plays a part into the three point shooting as well. You get more open looks at the three point range at uh, the three point line. If you rebound the ball better on the offensive side of the ball, that is what we need. What I feel that I would like to see from this team going forward into the season on top of health, other things like that, but those things are out of our control. But at least for last night, the Chicago Bulls showed the heart and determination that many of us have been wanting to see from this team. They had a comeback in the fourth quarter and it was great to see. And while you guys have been here, you guys know my frustrations with this team overall. Seeing this team compete in the way that they did, even yesterday's video, what did I say? I called the Bulls broken. And I still do think that that, that I still hold true to that is that the Bulls are still broken. Because when you play like this against the top teams in the NBA, but you lay eggs against the, the bottom feeders, that's still something broken there. But hey, the Bulls shown that they can fix it. They can fix it. Now, one of the things as well in this game, Zach Levine not having very much involvement in, in the overtime period, that's because DeMar was cooking. Now, let's just, let's just be clear here. DeMar was absolutely cooking, and you kind of got to ride the hot hand. 
Patrick Williams did some of the things that I said that I wanted him to see. I think he scored the first bucket for the Chicago Bulls on a design play for him. It's amazing how Patrick Williams can be involved in the offense on design plays, right? Design, you don't even, I'm, nobody's saying run 10, 10, 12 plays for Patrick Williams a game, but Patrick Williams has shown an increased aggressiveness of taking the open shots that come to him. If you just run five to six sets for Patrick Williams a game on top of his newfound ability to take the opens or confidence to take open shots, you're looking at a completely different player at that point in time. So, you know, there's a lot of positivity to come from this game, and we need to sit in this for the moment, and especially when we got Detroit coming in. But we need to still hold these Bulls accountable and still point out the things that this team can do and needs to do to improve if they truly, truly, truly want to turn this season around for the Chicago Bulls. And like I said, don't have an update right now on Patrick Williams and what's going on with him. But, you know, I mean, sorry, not Patrick Williams, Kobe White and what's going on with him and his injury. But it would be, it'll be nice to, uh, once we do hear that, I'll get a video out. Now, before we go, there's one other thing that I want to talk about, and that is the small ball lineup for the Chicago Bulls, right? And a lot of fans, rightfully so, we are tired of the small ball because, like I said, it plays a part into us getting out rebound. It plays a part into sometimes the Bulls just don't have the size to combat other teams' lineups. But surprisingly enough, the Bulls right now, when they, when they play a smaller lineup, and that is with Levine and DeMar DeRozan as the forwards, right? So that is Levine at the three, DeMar at the four. We have a net rating of plus 12.9 in 206 possessions. That's good enough for the 97th percentile in the NBA. When we use a more traditional lineup with traditional bigs, we have a, a, a minus plus or minus of, of a minus five, and that's the 24th percentile towards the bottom end of the league. So. You know, there, there, there are some merits to playing small ball. One of the things that should come with small ball is shooting better, and we don't get that. But again, I think that we're universally at this point, as Bulls fans, we know that we need more size on this roster. And don't let last night's overtime win dis, uh, distract us from the fact that A.K. and Eversley still need to do something to add to this roster. Not necessarily saying blow it up, not saying go for a rebuild, but we need to add something. And we'll see if they end up doing that. But at least for right now, the Chicago Bulls, the faith has been restored. They play with the heart and determination that we need to see. Let's see if it continues tomorrow night against Detroit. That's it for me for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And like I like to end every episode on, Go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red in peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.